off stage. We're finally here. Finally? Yeah. We've well, been waiting for months. Welcome to the brand new podcast. We're just now launching. Uh, I, I, we, this has been boiling in our hearts literally for months, as you said, Yes, Caleb, sir. Uh, to kick this off. My name is Scott Thomas. Uh, I am the lead pastor of Free Life Chapel, and we have... My name is Caleb Thomas, and I'm the young adults pastor here at Free Life. Yeah, and so uh, we're just... Uh, jumping in to address maybe an area in this podcast. The focus of this podcast is to really uh, talk about the Jewish and Hebraic context, the identity that really gives uh, foundation to the Christian faith. Christianity cannot stand alone. It has a foundation that it stands on. Right. And biblically, all of this, we're, we're not making something up here. We'll, we'll take you here. Uh, it's got a biblical foundation that gives us a root system that we have a history and identity to tie our faith into. Which, in all, in essence, it gives us the confidence of knowing that our faith can stand the test of time. Our faith can stand those questions. Yeah, yeah. And so throughout this throughout this this podcast, as we're launching this and getting this going, we're going to be taking one topic, one scripture, one subject matter uh, a week and laying this out to strengthen you, give you something new to think about. I've been serving Christ. I was kind of raised in the church all of my life. And so this is all I have known. But the moment I began to study the Jewish and Hebraic roots of my faith, my faith came alive. I was like, yeah. why didn't I know this? This is what it, makes everything make sense. It, it's real. Like it is not this fabricated fiction story right. that we read growing up. Like we get to see Oh my goodness! Like this, this is a real thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we thankfully we don't we haven't had to see this in order to know who Christ is and embrace our faith in Him. Right. But what this does is it adds color and context and depth. Yes, and it sir. Adds a confidence, a veracity to our faith that you're going to say, "I wondered why that was." Here's here's something that will haunt you when you realize everything in your Bible has a purpose and a meaning and meaning every phrase everything jesus did all has meaning why did jesus spit in order to heal a blind man's eyes there's purpose to that it wasn't just he wasn't being dramatic all right there's a lot of drama kings and queens out there right right he, right, he, right. he wasn't throwing drama in it was intentional why did he do that why did he turn water into wine and the setting that was there what all of that, there's messaging behind the messaging behind the messaging. Those are the layers we want to get into in this podcast, showing the layers a little bit deeper than you kind of hear in typical Christianese. Right. There's a Hebraic context yes, behind all that. So now, Pastor Scott, offstage. Yeah. Where did that come from? Like, why is this the offstage? Why, why isn't this the onstage? What, yeah. What's the difference here? Yeah. So the, these are the things that I don't have time to to speak or teach from on the platform on okay. Sundays as I'm preaching uh, at Free Life. We love that. It's faith forward. It's up, faith and fun, all that. But this is this is kind of a, a 201 level of Christianity of right. once you discover who Jesus is, bam, that's the game changer. Now when you begin to put Jesus back in his context and begin to learn the Bible from that capacity, understand when we give our lives to Christ, the goal behind that is to grow our faith. Correct. Don't just hang out. Go deeper in it. Yes, if sir. you're going to be a football fan, you need to buy a jersey. You, right. you, you need to watch a game. You need to know who some of the players are. As long as it's not the Redskins. Well, you know, 
<laughs> Seriously, we're going there. So I, I'm just saying that we're, we've got to go. It, it brings your faith alive when you begin to connect those contexts. Because remember this, Jesus was not a Christian. Jesus was a Jew. Right. Jesus was born in a Jewish culture, raised in a Jewish home, raised by Jewish parents. He was bar mitzvahed. Mm -hmm. He went to synagogue. He, he was taught uh, the, the, the Torah as every good Jewish boy was. I mean, so Jesus did not come to start a new religion. The Bible says Jesus did not come to abolish or take away the teaching and the instructions, the law. Right. But he came to fill it full, give it meaning, give it life, give it color. So when we begin to see that, all of a sudden, your excitement for your faith is about to go to a new level as we begin to talk about these things. And I want to, I want to just address this for a couple of yeah. minutes today, Caleb, as we talk about uh, the context of uh, what are the two different perspectives that we're that, that we're dealing with here because uh, when it used to be in, in the early church, the very first Christ followers were Jewish. They weren't non-Jewish. So they weren't so, out from California. Yeah, like no, no, exactly. They, they, they weren't, they weren't, they, they were Jewish followers who put their faith in Jesus as the Messiah. And then that, that movement grew so large, it wasn't limited to the Jew, to the Jews. But then the, the non-Jews, right. we know in the Bible that Paul in the Bible wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He, he began to go to the non-Jews as well and sharing the faith in Jesus with them. And they also began to buy in. And those non-Jews began to attend Jewish synagogues to learn about their new Jewish faith that was focused in Jesus Christ. So all the buy-in was amazing. All of a sudden, then, the Roman government comes in, and they cause all of these problems with the Jews. They decide they're going to tax the Jews. They begin to put them down. And the non-Jews say, well, wait a minute. I don't want extra taxes on me. Right. And I love them, but I'm going to separate so I don't have to pay the taxes, but I'll just continue that same faith over here. Sounds great. But the problem was when the non-Jews separated from the Jewish followers, they began to do a variation of that faith. They didn't have rabbis. They didn't right. have people who understood the context of Jesus' faith. They didn't have anyone teaching and instructing them, so they took what they remembered but then added their part to it. And what was their part? Paganism. Right. Because they were into everything. They worshipped everything and, and anything. So it became a mixture of things, and it lost the purity, lost its focus. So we'll change mm -hmm. things from celebrating Hanukkah to celebrating Christmas. We'll change uh. things from Passover to Easter. We begin to move and shift some things. And these, these are where we, we, we find the quote unquote, why, why do Jews do this? And why do Christians do this? There's little right. slight variations, but it goes back and has context. But let's talk about this real quick, because what happens then is we have in the church world today, what I would call a Greek perspective on life and, and faith, okay. where Jesus had a Hebrew perspective and that's what the root of our foundation is. And I want to talk about what those are and then how we're going to tie them together because this becomes so exciting. So you'll get this if you just hang here. Just just watch this real quick because there's some missing pieces if we're not careful that, that will hang in here. So here, here's here's one thing. In the in, in the, the Greek mindset, uh, as we're dealing with eternal life. Okay. Like after this is all over with, what does that look like? In a Greek mindset, uh, the kingdom of God is detached from this world. All right. So Christians today, they think, I want to give my life to Christ. And one day when Jesus comes back to get us, then we're really going to start living. Right. Right. So they're waiting on the rapture of the church to finally enjoy life. That's a Greek mindset. 
The Hebrew mindset is eternal life starts right now. Like once I know who God is, this is living. And so I don't have to wait until I'm gone. I get to enjoy life here and right now. Heaven on earth, yeah. living, living the free life. Uh, there you go. It, it, exactly. And so it, that, that becomes a game changer. Yes, that, sir. Those are the two variations. Jesus bought into the Hebraic perspective of, no, right now, live now. Jesus died that we'd have life and life, life more, more abundant. abundant. Yes, exactly. sir. Yes, sir. So, okay, so here's another one. Community versus individualism. Okay. Now, now, now watch this. We need each other in life. Th these are the two different perspectives. In a Greek mindset, the focus is on me, self. As long as I'm good, life is good. Mm -hmm. I just deal with me. I, I just I pray prayers all about me. I ask God to do things just for me. I can come into a church, do church on Sunday, and leave without connecting with anybody. I just do me. Right, right. I'm, I'm just, in a Hebraic mindset, in Jesus's mindset, the way he was raised and the way he taught us is it's not me, it's we. Right, we're in this it's, together. Yes, other people matter, community matters. Remember this, when Jesus' disciples came to him and said, teach us how to pray, Jesus said something, his very first word mm -hmm. set the whole thing off. Yep. What did he say? Our. Our Father, which art in heaven. He didn't say, oh, my Father. Right. Our Father. Why did he do that? Because he was raised as a good Jewish boy to understand mm -hmm. the context is we're doing life together. It's not individual. Right. We're asking God to bless the entire community, my entire house, our entire church, my neighborhood. When was the last time you prayed over your zip code? Mm. And not not just for your own finances, but your neighbors, uh, all the guys on the ball team that you play with. We have to begin to think we, not just me. You know, one thing I love is uh, something so amazing, someone so uh, amazing as God, sometimes we see it as exclusive. Yeah. And while he is, he's exclusive, but he lives in include. I'm messing up my word. How do I say this? He's inclusive. So he's exclusive, yeah. but he's inclusive. He, he, he brings people in. He, he yeah. wants everybody to be a part of his exclusivity. Yeah, well, he's, he's a relational God. And what we have found out is we actually get to experience and discover God through relationship. Right. It's not just one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm empowered when I get around other people and hear who how God has revealed himself to them. It empowers yeah. me. That's why... Our attendance in church on Sundays is ministry to people. Yes, sir. When your face shows up, you are living proof that God is good. Uh, anytime someone walks exactly. in, because we're walking miracles. So, so it's 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 community. It's it's all together. That's why when one hurts, everybody hurts. Yes, sir. Right. We're all in that together. Uh, here, here's another one: the numbers in your Bible. The numbers in your Bible are intentional. They matter. Sometimes we read the Bible and we don't read the Bible. Right. Yeah. Like. A number doesn't mean as much. Like it's somebody's age. Okay, it's a date. It's just something to help quantify something. Right. So, so there's deeper meaning. Yeah, yeah. So in a Greek mindset, numbers were just about quantity. Right. How many apples do you have? I have five. Okay, that that's you just give a number. But in 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 the Hebrew mindset, the numbers also had a definition. They they had they had a meaning under each number, which now your Bible comes alive and it starts to unfold. It peels back in layers because there's messaging behind the messaging. Okay, I, I need some examples here. Yeah. I need some examples. Yeah. So so the number one in the Bible is a picture of strength, leader, or God. Okay. One. He's one. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. one. Okay. Speaking of the right. oneness of God. 
two. Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. Why is that? Two is a number of testimony or witness. So it's not out of the mouth of one person, but if two people state the same thing, a thing is established. Okay. That is what's even established in our court systems today. That's why an accusation, you cannot convict someone off of an accusation. It takes at least two voices corroborating the same story before a person can be convicted. Literally, our court system is founded on biblical truth like this. Number three, the triune Godhead, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Spirit, soul, and body. It goes back to how we're made, how he's made. We're made in his image. Four is the number for earth, the four north, south, east, west, right? It's all about the earth, the five number of grace. I need that. The the grace of God, which also (laughs) becomes the hand of God, the five-fingered hand of God in your life. Uh, It goes six, the number of flesh. Man was made on the sixth day. Anytime you see the number six involved, six, six, six. We all, without even knowing biblical prophecy, we all right, know that, that right. number stay away. Why? It's the triple capacity of flesh in operation. So seven, perfection, all right? It just goes on and goes on. Eight, oh the new goodness. beginnings. What's new beginnings? Seven days is the completion. Seven is the number of completion. Eight, then, is new beginnings because once I have finished seven days, I get to start all over again. You had a bad week last week. Monday's coming. You can start all over again, right? All right so, we're we're going to have to do a whole other podcast on these numbers because I know you can go on. Yeah. So it, there really is layers right. deep. So so reading a, reading our Bible to, to for the verse of the day yeah. or reading our Bible to just check mark the devotion that we're doing, yeah, yeah. There, that's not enough. I mean, that's it's great and, and encourage you to do something, but... Man, there's so, something so much deeper to where we can truly be students of the Bible for yes. decades. Caleb, that I think that becomes the impetus, the importance, the focus of what we're talking about is our goal behind this whole podcast is to provoke you to think deeper than what you've been mm-hmm. thinking and create a hunger and thirst in your heart. I want to know more. Yes, sir. I didn't know that. Where did that come from? You got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. And when you, as long as it can be founded on the Bible, not my opinion, right? Not, not a great scholar somewhere. And I love scholars. I'm grateful. I am not a scholar. I love reading from scholars. Mm-hmm. I've been studying this perspective, this context since 1992, my first trip to Israel. I went there as a Christian pilgrim and I came home a Zionist. And we'll talk later on what that is. I came home with a heart transplant. I began to discover, oh my goodness, there's something so much deeper here. And it yes, unlocked sir. my faith and it sent me on a journey. I love my faith in Christ. And when my Bible opens up, it speaks to me. It talks to me because there's some layers here. And you can learn this. This, yes, this I think, is an important part of the messaging, Caleb is this is not set apart for just people who have these degrees in college. Right. Everybody can learn this. You can learn this, we, and we're going to do it together. Mm-hmm. We're going to take you week by week and walk you through and begin to open your eyes. And what's going to happen is as your eyes begin to open, as you follow with us every single week learning some of these truths, you're going to start learning how to see these things for yourself. Right. And and how I always pray before I start to study my Bible is, God, Holy Spirit, Show me what I can't see naturally, but begin to reveal to me what's in here that yes, I'm going to overlook that's waiting on me because those things are hidden for you. They're not hidden from you. And oh, so that's God, good. God's drawing us into it. They're those yeah. gems that we have to search and that's find, right. but then once we find them, we hold them so much more precious in uh, our hands absolutely. because 
we realize the value that, that it absolutely has. Caleb. Oh, Th this good. goes on and goes on, and I'm not going to take a lot of time. If we're going to be describing God, a Greek perspective of describing God is is talking about the being of God, where in the Hebraic mindset, it's about our relationship with God. So it's not about him, it's to him, right? These oh, wow. are the variations of when it comes to that. Uh, the last thing we need in church is to have more ceremony that's about God, but we don't experience God. Yes. This is the difference we're talking about here. Jesus's context, Jesus's culture was our father. Who's a father? One that you're intimate with and close to. Right. Th these are the th faith uh, in, in the Greek world. It's intellectual. As long as you know a lot, you can quote scripture and you blow people away with how much, I mean, verses you can quote. That's great. In the Hebraic culture, it's relational and personal so that my faith is alive in me and 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 there's a there's a big variation you can be an intellectual idiot <laughs> you can Boy, know you? so much <laughs> and have no relationship at the same time i'm right. void i'm empty i have no hope to give you because hope does not come out of information hope comes out of relationship i would hate to be speaking a scripture and not even believe what I'm speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly, and and unfortunately, religion can drive us to that. So yes, sir. Uh, I, I, we'll wrap this right now with this, and th this is where this is what I'm talking to you about. I'm going to give you one verse to kind of give you a perspective of what I'm talking about, and and we'll get this wrapped up here today. Uh, Matthew 11, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Here's here's what here's what the Bible says. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, or one version says heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is talking to his disciples here and uh, and those that are around. And here's bottom line what it's saying. If you are ceremonially overburdened, that's what weary and heavy laden means. If you're okay. tired of the religious runaround, yep. if you're tired of just doing things to please people and please religion, if you're tired of just that organized chaos where it's to nobody and it's a lot of ceremony, but there's no life in the room. Right. If you're tired of that, come to me. And he uses a word that's very Hebraic, and I want you to understand because sometimes we're like, what's he talking about, a yoke? What's the yoke all about? Take my yoke upon you. A yoke in Jesus' days was, there was many rabbis okay. in Jesus' day, and each rabbi had his perspective and his way of teaching the Torah. The Torah was the first five books of the Bible, and then the prophets, sometimes they called the whole, what we would call the Old Testament, it's the Hebrew Bible. The way they taught the Hebrew Bible was in a certain context, okay. and that rabbi's style of teaching was called a yoke. Okay. So a, when you came under a rabbi's teaching, it was an amazing thing to be chosen by a rabbi right. to come under his teaching. You said, I will take your yoke on me. I will learn the way you learn. I will teach the way you teach. I'll follow that. Wow. And so you were chosen by the rabbi, which was a huge, huge yes, honor. Jesus said, I choose you. Wow. You who are tired, worn out, burdened, thrown away, you don't think you even fit in, you don't qualify. I choose you. I will be your rabbi. Come here. Let me put my yoke on your life. I will teach you the ways of truth and love and life. And by the way, just so you know, my yoke is easy. My burden and is light. And my burden is light. In other words, the way I do things is not going to wear you out. It's not going to destroy you. I'm not here to control you and own you in that sense. I'm here to lift you and pour life into you. I'm your game changer. 
And wow. so when we, again, when we begin to understand not just the Hebrew Bible, like what would be called the first covenant or the Old Testament, not just that, but how Jesus spoke, what he taught, and the context he was speaking from, it puts color around it that we begin to understand more of his words right. in a way that brings life to us. And I think, too, Pastor, one of the things that you talk about a lot uh, here at Free Life Chapel is how uh, Jesus really did come to fulfill the Old Testament. And so yeah. just because we have the New Testament or that New Covenant doesn't mean that we throw away the old one. It's They go hand in hand. One shows us... Uh, what the rule or what, what what the principle is. Yes. And then the new covenant, the New Testament, shows how to actually walk out Caleb, that principle. That's excellent. You're exactly right. That you're 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 completely true. We we don't throw any of our Bible away. We need it all. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we begin to go through and as we get into these podcasts, we're going to be showing you how Jesus was quoting from uh, the the Hebrew Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, yes, even Leviticus. I said that. Even Levit. I mean, all of this comes alive. So if you throw that away, you also throw Jesus' teaching away. Right. Can't do that. Uh, in fact, I have encouraged our church on a couple of occasions. In fact, I need to do it again soon. The only uninspired page in your Bible, the only one that is not godly, is the one blank page that all Bible printers put between the Old Testament and the New Testament. There is a page, and usually it's blank or it says New Testament, and then it goes into Matthew. In my Bibles, I rip that page out because we have made that page a wall and a barrier that has separated both instead of allowing it to be one book. All 66 books belong to us, and we need all of them. To, to say that we believe the Bible and to say that we believe that all word is God-breathed. Yes. Who am I to throw away something that God said? Like, yeah, no, completely. The Bible says word will never return void, So, which yeah. means what he said in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, didn't expire. Right, right. It, and, 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 and that's why, and we'll talk about this later. I have, I have a little challenge with the idea of old because there's nothing antiquated about it. It's still very much alive right now. So it's first covenant, second covenant, in a lot of my conversations, or Hebrew Bible for the Old Testament, and then renewed covenant, because Jesus came to fill it full. We'll we'll talk about those variations. I have to begin using that, because it's, again, as as we're talking about here, yeah, the words that we say matter. The the, the words that God said, the word that Jesus said, they matter. It does, it does. So Pastor Scott, this is episode one. We, we kind of gave everybody the context of, of what we're going into. Right. And this is going to look a few different ways. I know you'll sometimes it'll be you on your own. Sometimes you'll have somebody else here. But right. what can people be expecting as far as with the content? Like, how frequently are we going to be doing stuff like this? Like, yeah. do we get to have this every single day? Right. Or are you making us wait? Yeah, no, I, I would love this every day, but I don't have time for that. And you probably don't either. So <laughs> at least once a week is our, is our plan right now to roll these out once a week, a, a new a new uh, podcast to just encourage your faith. We're going to keep moving back and forth. We'll get into something on what are the Hebrew festivals and why should I care? Right. When you realize all of them relate specifically directly to your faith. And when you begin to see it, your faith comes alive. All of these things are here to increase your faith. Yes, sir. All of these things here are to excite you and go, oh, man, Jesus loves me. Uh, and you give context. So we're going to be rolling these out every so often. There'll be leadership stuff dropped in here. There'll be uh, 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 Hebraic stuff dropped in here. Uh, we will sometimes address things going on culturally. Okay. What's happening in our world, what's just hit the news, uh, to help give context to that. I think it's important that we keep it all this and that. I've heard it said before, it's ancient 
answers for modern problems. It's ancient truths for situations we're dealing with right now. And so Man, that's good. we're going to bring all this front and center to help you realize there's nothing old about your Bible. Everything applies to you from Genesis all the way to the maps, uh, everything and the whole, the whole book. And we're going to go there and uh, hopefully make it relevant that you can say, man, I'm loving my Bible. So anytime the podcast comes on, if you're going down the road, listening to it while in your car, great. Listen to it. Enjoy it. But if you have the chance and you can get this on, especially if you're watching on YouTube and you can get your Bible out, get a notebook out and take yeah. some notes, you get a Bible you can write in. Do not get a Bible that's so holy you can't make a mark in it. You right. need something you can underline. You can make notes down the side, put a sticky note in it. Uh, my Bible is like a filing cabinet, right? I've got it yeah, loaded. Yeah, yours is pretty rough. I, yeah. think, I think it's double as thick now than when you first got because it. Because it's my manual. It's a personal manual. Yes, so, sir. But we're going to be learn, uh, learning the Bible together and growing together, and I'm excited about the journey. I'm going to keep learning as we do this together, but it's very exciting stuff. Well, I'm very excited about it. Yep. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of the Offstage Podcast with Pastor Scott. I wanna encourage you guys, comment below. Uh, if, if you enjoyed this, if you've been waiting for this, some of the things maybe, some of the questions that you have mm -hmm. uh, that you would like Pastor Scott to answer, uh, write those in the comments below and share this podcast. Again, we're, we're gonna be doing this no matter what. Pastor, right. I'm gonna be listening to it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. However, yeah. I think that this is something that is literally for everybody. It is. It, no matter what age you are, no matter how long you've been a Christian, right. if you haven't decided if you're a Christian yet, where, wherever you are there, you can learn something from this podcast. Yeah. And so challenge you, share this, share it with a friend. It's going to be an awesome time. Off stage, it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you jump in, check us out next week, and we'll keep this journey running. And as Caleb said, let us know topics or areas that you have questions on. We'll do what we can to uh, address all those. I'd also say if you do happen to be in the Central Florida area, we're right here in Lakeland, Florida at Free Life Chapel. We have services at 9, 10, 30, and 12 o'clock. And if you happen to be out of state or out of the area, you can go to our website, www.freelifechapel.org in order to watch online. And of course, go to our YouTube page as well. That's it. Have a great day. Thanks so much.